This episode is brought to you by Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma. When it's time for an aircraft component inspection, overhaul, repair, or replacement, you need experienced technicians you can trust and friendly service you can count on. Aircraft Accessories of Oklahoma, a family-owned business since 1959, delivers just that. Our techs have real-world experience and provide sales, service, and overhaul for piston engine aircraft accessories. We also have limited turbine capabilities such as fuel pumps, starter generators, and prop governors. And we can overhaul propellers ranging from fixed pitch to turbine. Propeller pickup and delivery service is available. And one more thing, mention this podcast to receive 5% off your next sale, service, or overhaul. Visit aircraftaccessoriesofok.com. This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, true pilot stories from the world of general aviation. In this episode, we're all set to take our instrument check ride, Or are we? Funny how little things can go unnoticed. Pull out your checklist and follow along in Wild Card by Karen Atkins. The world of aviation is full of thousands of rules and regulations. Some of these are more critical than others, but all are important to follow closely. I encountered one such regulation when I took my instrument rating checkride. I had been diligently practicing and studying for the checkride for over a year. I had passed the knowledge test in February and completed the hours requirements in March. I couldn't wait for my checkride with the FAA examiner. He is near Chattanooga, Tennessee, at an airport nestled between two ridges and well concealed by tall trees. You are almost on top of it before you see it. I'd been nervous for several weeks, but this spring morning, I was in the zone. I left DeKalb Peachtree Airport in Atlanta, wheels up at 8 a.m., heading northwest under a broken cloud layer at about 6,000 feet. I cruised northwest in a Cessna 182 at 4,500 feet, happily anticipating a successful outcome to the checkride. I had told the FAA examiner to expect me at 8.45 a.m., and the wheels touched down at that small hidden airport right at 8.49.09. Couldn't have nailed that any better. It was a good omen. The examiner tested me for my private pilot certificate almost two years ago, and although he tests hundreds of pilots, he said he remembered me. He started the oral portion of the checkride by asking me what I needed as a pilot to be legal and safe and what my airplane needed to be legal and safe. We reviewed the long instrument cross-country flight he had me plan ahead of time from Chattanooga to Nashville, what I would do if I lost communications, chart symbols, weight and balance, weather questions that typically only a meteorologist on Channel 2 Action News would know, and more. After a little more than two hours, he declared I knew my stuff. We headed out to the airplane to fly. I was starting to feel pretty confident. The examiner wanted to see a few things as he followed me around while I was doing the pre-flight inspection. Is the registration on my airplane current? Yes, it is. 
Do I have an identifier plate on the airplane? Yes, I do. Do I have the pilot's operating handbook in the airplane? Yes, and on and on. All was good until we got to one thing. My airplane has a Garmin GPS. When all else fails, you can always navigate by the magnetic compass. An airplane's compass always needs to show any deviations caused by magnetic influences within the airplane. It's a requirement for a compass correction card to be in the airplane, typically located on or by the compass. There are 12 cardinal compass directions that should be tested, and the deviations should be easily locatable on the compass in the airplane. My airplane is a 1978 model. I do not know if the magnetic compass is original to the airplane, but I have certainly seen the compass correction sticker attached to it. Honestly, I never paid much attention. On this day, the FAA examiner pointed out that the sticker only showed six of the 12 required compass headings. Half of the compass card sticker was missing. This old faded sticker looked like something from my grandpa's tool shed. Sometimes you can't see what is right in front of you. I have photographic and video evidence dating back to when I first bought the airplane that shows the bottom half of the sticker was never there, and neither me, nor my instructors, nor anyone who flew with me ever noticed, until the FAA examiner noted on checkride day. So we couldn't fly legally. What happened next is called a discontinuance meaning after I got this darn compass thing corrected, I can go back and complete the flight portion of the exam. At least now I have 80% of the requirements for instrument flight successfully completed, and this was quite a lesson learned. As they say, a good pilot is always learning. The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at aopa.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely.